Welcome to Podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. Welcome to Podcast 287. This is, if memory serves me correctly, episode 126. Yes! Whichever one's your third. I know, let's get the hype going, right? 126. What does that mean? I, uh, what was I excited over? I was relying on you to tell us. I don't know. 126. Woo! <laughs> that means we only missed an average of, what, 10 episodes a year. That's pretty good. I mean, you, know, you got holidays thrown in there, just days where everybody's busy. You know, it, it's, it happens. Well, I think, and that's, I think the, that's not the too bad. About, no, but here's the thing about us, though. In, in, like, I have a buddy who has every Monday off. And he just so happens to love it because most holidays fall on Mondays. It's just what happens. Right. So for us, you know, we, we get a lot of holidays that fall on Mondays. So yeah, that's definitely true. It 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 it, it seems to be that way for for yep. certain. Yeah, but that's fine. We're solid. There is no better source for non Star Wars news. Well, that's it like does uh, not exist. It's like that's right. That's uh, how did this get made? Is a podcast I enjoy very much, and like they've been around for, I think, uh, seven years. And they had just got to 200 episodes because they do it every other week. And then they also uh, like t- took time off when the main hosts ha- had kids each time. So they could take paternity and maternity leave. Like, so, yeah, I think uh, we're doing we're doing OK as far as podcasts. There's, there's a podcast, I guess. What was it? iHeartRadio had podcast awards, right? Right. And so I was just skimming through the winners. And one of them was. Uh, um, the show called hardcore history or like in-depth history. I was like, wow, that sounds cool. That sounds like something I'd really be interested in listening to. And I don't know if I found the right station or not, I, or the right channel or not. I assume I did. Cause it's only got like six, seven episodes. And I think the last one came out like six months ago and they, they come out maybe once or twice a year. And it's like, how does this win the best award? If it's not even close to, to regular, I mean, this has to be an amazing I mean, each episode three hours, but this has to be an amazing episode for that many people to vote for it. Well, if you divide that up, like you know, you know, six months for three hours, like a, th- a three-hour, a good three-hour podcast can be like a documentary. Like, like I'm not saying it's not high quality, but that's just like you say, like that's not a whole lot of content for a long period of time. Well, I know, I know. For me, if I don't, if I don't keep up on a podcast at least somewhat regularly. Then they kind of go to the bottom of my list, even though there's new, you know, episodes. Like there's there's quite a few that I subscribe to that I just haven't listened to in a long time, because yeah. I keep listening to the new releases of the ones that I really like. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I I definitely feel that. Can you imagine if we were three hours every six months? This show. What is? Can, can I ask a quick question though? You sound hollow. Yeah, you sound like you're like you're in a basement. But like, 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 like. Oh really? Hold on. Hold on. I think you might not be hooked up to your regular mic or something. Or right, new voice modulator. No, I mean I am, but it's. Does, that um, mean, does it sound any better now? Nope. No, no you. Like Jared sounds great. I'm assuming I sound fine because Jared hasn't said anything. No, Mark. <laughs> Mark and I, I think you sound, sound fine. normal, right? Yeah. Okay, great. What about me now? Nope. nope. Pretty much. Okay. Eight. Like this would have been okay. <laughs> Should we have said this earlier? Oh, like, this is like a pre-show thing in the future, guys. <laughs> well, we, you, you kind of, you, Tim. Right now, you're kind of sounding like this a little bit, like um, true, yeah. true, but uh, probably a little bit clearer. I mean, Maybe hopefully, let's just do the episode like this. <laughs> hopefully, oh. it's like clearing. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on, I have Tim. Idea. Why are you not at your post, Tim? Did we figure this out? Well, uh, I, I'm. Hold on. <laughs> That new that new uh uh land speeder is amazing. Okay, hold on. Hey, oh, turn, oh that's there it. it is. Clear as a bell. Yeah, I think I know what it was. Okay, I got it. I, okay, we're good. I think you, I think you do too, because you fixed it. <laughs> Mark, why do you sound so weird? I don't know. Maybe because I have my face in a in a jar of whiskey. <laughs> a glass yeah, think, of whiskey. Too. He was just uh, uh, doing a shout out to your echoey chamber. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. You had sounded completely setting. normal this entire time, right, guys? Yes. Thank you. Fun. I appreciate it. So uh, I do want to go ahead. Uh, I'll just mention real quick that we are getting kind of close to celebration. 
like we're just over two months out from that. And you're going, right, Tim? I am. So for all of our listeners, if they follow our uh, Twitter feed, they will find a lot of uh, useful information that you'll be live tweeting. They will, and they'll find a lot of pictures, and hopefully there will be a lot of great content coming for this show. As I hope so, too. I'm and, not advocating that listeners poke Tim with uh, noodles <laughs> to see if he bleeds. Uh, uh, whoa. Absolutely, you poke Tim with noodles? Uh, uh, That'd be better. Too. I, I, I am in no way advocating some sort of vigilante action to prove Tim's humanity or lack of humanity. <laughs> if you find Tim and you ply him with enough alcohol, <laughs> hijinks will ensue. Will they? Well, I, I still How so? Well, this is our human test. If, if you are human, hijinks will ensue. Yes. It, it, uh, look, what if I just you, like fall asleep? Tim, no, you could just die of alcohol, alcohol poisoning. I maybe we well, should. Oh yeah, this, this should be a, a within reason. Like keep keep doing it within reason. I would say if if you listen to our show, you see Tim, you know who he is. Buy him a drink. Doesn't have to be alcohol. It could be a water. <laughs> you you could walk over and get him a Dixie cup from the fountain. Anything you know, give him a stick of gum if you have gum, especially if he has bad breath. Preferably not used. Yeah, no. Engine so coolant, so something that's useful for a robot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Olive oil. What I was saying is that yes, I will be at celebration, and I haven't even told you guys this yet. But oh. it's not—it's nothing huge. But I am going to have some stuff to give to people. Oh. Uh, podcast related. I'm gonna have a bunch of them. So if you want, the, I'll, I'll say more when I, I have more information in the future. But if you want some stuff, nothing major, like. Pay attention for us. <laughs> so that, that's it's like a update for stuff fans in our audience. Pretty much all, all the stuff, stuff people out there. Are you gonna stuff. walk around with a badge that says like Trooper, Trooper Tim? Why would I do a thing like that? When I was in high school, do you guys remember the magazine Maxim Magazine? Yes. They they had like a, maybe, but they had a spinoff magazine that I'm assuming. I can't possibly be just because the print print medium isn't what it used to be. Maybe they still exist on online on some form, but they had a spinoff magazine that was just called Stuff. And I, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. at the time, I remember thinking, like, this is lazy. <laughs> like, like they're, they're not even trying. <laughs> the new magazines, though, that I see out, and these are at places like Walmart or Sam's Club or whatever, I was walking by and it was like um, concept art. It was just a magazine like, uh, the making of, of the Star Wars trilogy. I was like, this is a magazine. This is cool. But it's like 20 bucks. Yeah, no, they it, are. like, or, you'll, or it'll be like the history. It'll be like the Civil War. And, you, and you're like, it's a magazine? You turn around, it's 20 bucks. And, and it's, I guess it's like a little cottage industry where they're just throwing out these magazines hope, hoping somebody buys it. But they're not periodicals. They don't come out all the time. They're just... Like they're special space. They're, yeah. They're, they're, they're special publications or whatever. And they're probably companies that used to publish a bunch of different magazines are probably trying to figure out some way to keep themselves going. You know, like, like the imagine. one I, the one I saw the other day was, um, future of the space force. And I was like, the, what? And so they took all these articles about, they put, they took all these articles about, uh, you know, traveling to Mars and, you know, Elon Musk and all these different things about the future of our, our you know, space travel, but they titled it Space Force because Space Force right. has been in the news lately. So it's kind of interesting the way they do things. Man, it's just crazy to think, too, that like, you know, 20 or not 20, like at this point, like 30 years ago, you know, comics where people were like speculating that comic books were going to die. They're like comic books were, were in danger of failing in a dying uh, medium. And now... They are the only print medium in the United States that's had any increase or any growth in the past like twenty years. They Everything didn't. Else, they didn't. What? what? They didn't. No, they've had plenty. Of, they, they've the, the last like three years have been stagnant and I mixed just, up and I down. Read, I swear, I just read a Diamond uh, release that they they decreased this year. Oh no, absolutely. I just mean overall though, from like two thousand to like. 2014 there was growth there was consistent growth for like the last like five years of that no the last like three years it's either leveled off or or gone down a little bit it 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 has side down but still like it's still it's still around and there are still like 
publish, you know, medium level publishing houses are still doing okay. And the big ones are still like, they're not in any danger of closing down. Whereas like, that's not true for like book publishing houses, you know, like, well, you know, you know what, have you seen any of the comics that they have at Walmart, Jared, uh, that DC puts out to like 80 page giants? Yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with them. I think they're a hundred pages, but yeah, yeah. Something like that. So, so they have a, they have a, maybe a story or two that's new and then they have some, some uh, old reprints of stuff. I mean, I mean, to me personally, I don't see why that's not the wave of the future to some extent. I, I guess manga is still going crazy as far as here in the United States and, and then anywhere else. Yeah, and that and that format they still enjoy very much. Like, like, like that. And that's yeah. been, been the way a lot of classic stuff has been imported to America first. Like, eventually it'll be reprinted as individual issues or collections, but they'll start off in those big anthology uh, magazines, like you said. Yeah, if you want to get if you want to get kids into Star Wars, I mean, why not do an eighty page, hundred page comic for relatively, you know, two three bucks that has maybe a story or two under the new like the that Star Wars Adventures type of art, and then maybe have some some older stuff. I think you're totally right. I think that in general, it's weird to me that Disney uh, properties like Marvel and Star Wars, you know, are as big as they are, and that they do so poorly with with it in house. Because like Marvel doesn't produce any of that. Like they they license all their Disney comics and all their Star Wars kids stuff anyway to IDW to outside outside sources. So of course it's going to be lower priority for both the other companies because they don't have the full license, and for them because they're outsourcing it. Like if Marvel should just do a dedicated thing to a dedicated line for kids again. Like they have a few Marvel adventures or whatever every once in a while. With they don't have to be kids. Just make it all ages. No, and and I th- I feel like that's what sort of what I mean. Like it doesn't have to be dumbed down, but like just stuff that's that is appropriate for all ages, so that they can kind of get kids back into comics and just keep comics growing and keep keep them uh, affordable. You know, like the stuff for the collectors absolutely aren't going to go away because they haven't. Because because even though it's gone down the last like two or three years, it's still not it gone. You know, whereas other publishing stuff there are magazines that don't come out anymore you know or 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 are all digital and tons of old school newspapers have shut down over the past you know two decades whereas comics are doing okay but they're also falling into some of the same old traps that they were going into before with like you know i think that that's why they have gone down in general is because marvel and dc were keeping up a huge share share of the market and the last couple of years a lot of what they were using to stay above board was kind of not smart it was like variant covers you know like the like we we all know as star wars fans uh when they launched the marvel launch at star wars they had a record number of variant covers like the first issue when all was told had over like 300 variants for one issue it was stupid like that's it was it was a it was a publicity stunt is what it was and and i get for them it was a big deal because it was star wars coming back to marvel marvel could make a really big deal out of it star wars could make a big deal out of it and they made more selling uh, Star Wars comics than Dark Horse had in years and more than Marvel had in licensing in years. But they also, they didn't like save Marvel comics. They didn't save comics. They didn't do much because, you know, over a period of a couple of years, it's gone to being a very mid-level comic, you know, like like as far as success and critical interest, you know? Sadly, yes. And- I, I would love, I, like, I would love to walk into, you know, in the old days with spinner racks and, or at least a dedicated little section, you, you know, that maybe has a comic or two uh, that you can just pick up and you don't have to have followed 8 million different things to read it, you know, but that, that type of story is gone, you know, or that, that type of experience is definitely gone. Yep. And I'm not talking about a comic shop. I just mean, you know, a mom and pop or even a place like target or Walmart or someplace oh. like that. After I, you know, was f- firmly into comics when I was a kid, I would just go to the uh, the Circle K that they shot uh, some of the establishing stuff for Bill and Ted at uh, one of like the three that was just uh, on the same city block as as my house, uh, a couple uh, like around three corners, and I just walk over to it and uh, read comics right off the rack, like you said. Oh, did I, t- did I tell you about... Uh, sorry, Tim. I know we're digressing, but I tell you about the one time... That I, well, we're at least talking about Star Wars. So Yeah, yeah. No, I, know. <laughs> I noted that. I, I, went to, I went to the 7-Eleven as a kid, and it was, uh, I think, maybe New Mutants number nine. It was the first one with... Uh, uh, was it Shadow Bear or whatever? 
Oh yeah, the the Demon Bear. Yes. Yes, and so I rode my bike there to the Seven Eleven, and they had it on the rack, and I got it, and I was like, yes. And so I said, "Can I have a bag?" And the guy's like, "Sure." So, so he stood there. He folded the comic into like little different squares, and then put it in the bag and handed it to me. And I was just like, uh, <laughs> "You son uh, of a <laughs> yeah!" Like he folded it like you know from top to bottom in half, and then he folded it in half again, and they like put it in the bag, and it was like a bag that you would put a beer in. So it's just that little size. Oh man! Like uh, it, you're gonna do that? Roll it up, man! Like no, <laughs> yeah. no, I don't know if he's doing it on purpose, but it was just like you jerk. Uh, same thing, same thing. Uh, the I don't know if it was considered Force Friday, but when Phantom Menace came out and you know, Toys R Us had their opening, you know, uh-huh. for toys. So I went in and I bought a bunch of toys, and one of the ones I was able to snag was a 12 inch Darth Maul. <laughs> and and so the guy's like, "Oh, can I see it?" And I was like. <sighs> Yeah, go ahead. I'm assuming, you know, he knows how to handle it. He does, but he grabbed it and squeezed it so hard that he bent the friggin' thing, the box, you know, and I'm just like, you know what you're doing, you a-hole. I just don't know if I could ever be that type of person and just, you know, willfully damage something that somebody's buying just out of spite or because I don't care, you know? That's that's my story. It was heartbreak. <laughs> no, but I can see it's, it haunts you to this day. It does. It does. I still have both of them. So yesterday was the Super Bowl, right? And as I'm sure many people expected, there was nothing relating to Star Wars, as, again, I assume most people would have expected. Uh, for some reason, people are now saying that there's going to be something tomorrow. And I've been seeing, I don't know like the, the legitimacy of this, just that... Uh, a title is what I've seen a lot on Twitter in the past like couple hours. Some people think that who's saying a... this? I I don't even remember. I've just seen it on my timeline, and I think a lot of it stems from something that Anthony Daniels tweeted today. Why do you tweet? Uh, look. Okay, looks today he said something about how strange. I am receiving images of something amazing coming toward us, traveling over decades through space and time, reaching out to all humans on this planet with its message. What could it be? Should I be afraid? Should you? Stay tuned. I think that, t- taking that and turning it into there's going to be a title <laughs> tomorrow is a bit of a leap. Everybody just wants a title, so whatever happens, whatever somebody tweets, they just fold it into that, you know, preconception. I, who cares about a title anymore? I don't. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I, I love it, man. <laughs> like, no, I, I agree. Like this fan, the fandom is killing me. They are. They're just like everybody. Uh, I mean, I was happy. I was happy to see the new Avengers stuff yesterday. I thought that was great. Yeah, I didn't really know if it was coming. Then I saw it. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and then that one. I, and was there a new uh, Captain Marvel one yesterday? Yes. Yeah. Was, I thought both of those were really good. Yeah. Then everybody's like, when's when's the next one? Just stop. When's the just next stop. what? I just want to see when's those the next movies. trailer. They do when's a good trailer? job. Like, like I, I don't want to know. I'm with the level of mystery in those trailers that there is. I think when I saw Aquaman this weekend was the first time I saw the in-game trailer. Not the one you know from yesterday, but from uh, the most recent one before that in theaters, and it was great. Like I was like, which one? Uh, in, for Endgame. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, for Avengers, and I was like, "Hey, all right!" Like, like, it was awesome. It was great, and I'd seen it once before, I think, online. And I just, uh, we're a part of it with the, uh, you know, being a podcast that like analyzes and trailers when they come out. And I, <laughs> and I get it. Like, 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 we'll do it. I'm sure when the first episode nine trailer drops, we'll analyze it. But you know, like, there's a difference between talking about it or listening to it or talking about it with friends and like. Like you, like you said, just constantly being like, when's the next one? When's the next one? When's it going to happen? Ooh, let's bet on when's, when it's going to happen. Let's all just randomly guess. Let's follow people who have never, ever been right, but constantly make crazy, bold claims <laughs> and then get and be shocked when they're never right. And, 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 or be like really, really smug about it if they're never right. Like either, either one of those behaviors is 
totally irrational. <laughs> Either you're supporting someone who has a track record of always being wrong, which is doesn't make sense, or you're like getting some sort of pleasure or feeling like gotcha or superiority by simply observing that someone is always wrong. Like either way, you, it, none of it makes any sense. And it's just this weird, it's not really destructive, but it's not constructive. It's not a positive you know, cycle of uh, consumption. It's just like, I don't know, man. I can be excited about a, a trailer without <laughs> being a, a jerk about it or an idiot about it, you know? Well, so like, first off, just about like the title itself too, like, I get why it's fun to know what it is and all that, but I also think it'd be very fun. Again, celebration is two months away. Pretty reasonable to assume there might be some type of teaser there. So it might be pretty neat if they save the title until the end of the teaser. You know, they haven't really done that yet. That'd be fun. So first off, there's that. Secondly, I'm just going to mention because I'm going to forget if I don't. Mark, at some point, you need to change your name on Twitter. Because especially late at night, if I'm on Twitter for a split second, I'm always like, how did that guy end up in my timeline? And I get mad. Yeah. And then Mark I realize zero. it's you. Mark zero. Uh-huh. It happens. That's me. I just make up crap and pump it out. <laughs> I have a better track record than, uh, than Mike. My brother. Oh, yeah, you do with your trailer predictions and whatnot. You're sure way, way more accurate than that guy. Yep. In fact, <laughs> you mark, in fact mark one. I'm going to predict that the name of the Star Wars movie will either be A, the end, or B, <laughs> <laughs> Jedi Legacy. Star Wars Episode Nine: the end. You remember what I, George Lucas' be kind, title be for Phantom awesome. Menace was? No. The beginning. Oh, really? Yes. I don't, I don't remember if I've heard that. Well, I could be entirely wrong and making stuff up, but uh, <laughs> I don't think I don't think so, honestly. I swore I swore in his first draft it was Star Wars Episode One, The Beginning, is what he wrote. If yeah, that is an up. official statement you're making and uh, you are 100% wrong, you're still got a much better track record. Yeah. <laughs> back it up with knowledge, kind of. Well, and All right, your, your previous stuff <laughs> over time. You know, it's uh, just sure. give credit where it's due. So on Wikipedia, it says Star Wars Episode One: The Beginning was the first draft of the script to the film that would become Episode One: The Phantom Menace. There you go. So Mike Zero, Mark One. <laughs> it was yeah. it was going to focus on Obi Wan's adventures on Utapau. He later discovers Anakin, who's a, a child slave on Tatooine, and decides to train him into a Jedi. Uh, and in 94, it looks like when it's when he started to write it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The beginning. I don't, I honestly, uh, uh, I don't know if they call this a hot take, crap take, whatever it is. I don't think these <laughs> titles, the titles for the sequel trilogy have been anything exciting whatsoever. Well, like, so The Force Awakens, um, eh. it, it was, what well, was a fun title to hear when it was everything for Star Wars was felt new. You know, so something like The Force Awakens was fun. It, it, there was that sense of renewal with it. So that was cool. The Last Jedi, the title itself was like, okay, cool, whatever. But I think the title combined with the red logo is what made the biggest impact. Not the title itself, just that combination for the marketing. So now, I, I mean, the title doesn't have to be anything legendary in and of itself. I mean, like, like Attack of the Clones, okay? You know, that's that's not an amazing title right there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. What'd you say? I said that's not an amazing title right there. And I will stand by this to, for a long time. It doesn't matter whether it's an amazing title or not. It is unique. The Phantom Menace is unique. Phantom uh, Menace Attack is unique. Attack of the Clones is unique. Empire Strikes Back is unique. You look at The Force Awakens. Yeah, it's unique because no one else would give a title like that. Eh. And, and I sort of think that by this logic, then Return of the Jedi is like kind of weak too. It, no, it is. It's my favorite it movie. A little but bit. As far as the title goes, it is. Revenge of the Sith is is awesome though because it foreshadows Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Well, I also think that in a way, in a way, Revenge of the Jedi works better. I know that the Jedi. I know the reason to do it, but I think that that's why it does work is because. I don't know, man. They sort of do get revenge. <laughs> <laughs> which is why, which is why they, they uh, had their downfall. It's also maybe true. 
Look at Mace Windu. He went to get revenge and got and got forced lightning out of a window. But like they're not flashy. They just say what's going on. So uh, we'll have to wait and see what this title is. But and and even when we hear the title, don't know anything about the movie. We probably won't get a lot from it that we wouldn't already guess. But it'll just kind of give a quick summary of what's going to happen. Is this going to be your first celebration, Tim? Yeah. Okay, so no matter what, you're waiting in line overnight to be in that main hall, right? Yeah. With all the people in there. Right. So you can see this trailer in real time with, with the stars of, uh, of uh, episode nine, the end. <laughs> right? Uh, minus that last part, minus the sure. end. Haha. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. It, it's an amazing experience to do it. And I'm going to sue if JJ Abrams does not buy me pizza. Like, but yeah. that's where my, that's where my sights are set. So if that doesn't happen, like I, I'm going to rampage. Bring, bring a little, uh, I don't know if you're into autographs or anything like that, but, uh, definitely bring, uh, like just a average sort of star Wars picture. Like yeah. maybe that that kind of encompasses everything to where when you see celebrities or, or or you know people from Star Wars, you can have them sign it because they definitely walk the line. Oh man, that first year uh, that I went to one uh, in Anaheim, Anthony Daniels walked up and down like four times over the course of the night. And, oh wow! And a guy who you and I both really uh, enjoy and have identified as our Obi Wan before as well, uh, James. Oh, yeah. Arnold, James Arnold Taylor walked up and down at least once, and I remember shaking uh, his hand and it being a really cool moment. Yeah, he signed my uh, my Clone Wars. Uh, I had I had brought my Clone Wars. What is it? Um, episode guide from the Blu-ray. And he signed it for me that night. Uh, he wasn't doing. He wasn't really supposed to do anything like that. But one of the guys who was with him said, Just "Give it to me, and I'll get him to sign it, and I'll bring it back to you." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> go ahead," because <laughs> it had already had like uh, Ashley Eckstein had signed it, uh-huh. and yeah, now Dave Filoni signed it, and who else signed it? Uh, nice. Um, Wood signed it for Grievous. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So. It's one of it's one of those ones that you know I saw he was there and then when I went to who's when I went to uh when we went to D twenty three Stephen Stanton uh took a lot of time to talk mm. to people and hung out that and that was now come to think of it I don't know if he had been cast in Rogue One at that point but that was when they announced you know the cast for for Rogue One was at D twenty three but he hung out and, and talked to people for a while and he's he's a great guy so. You never know. And Dak was there. I think. I think it was Dak. He passed away, didn't he? Recently, I don't know. Maybe. Well, anyways, he was there, if I remember correctly. So you you'll see different people. And I guess the big one was what two years ago or three years ago. Ryan Johnson, right? Pretty much walked the line. So I got I got to do that. That was awesome. He's very cool, very nice guy. And never do it again. Oh, he raised the bar so high, man. He just can't do it again now, though, because, you know, <laughs> I don't know. There has to I mean, be people because of the guys be... who will who will pull their pants down and scream something like a Howard Stern fan or whatever. He's, and yeah. you ruined Star Wars or whatever. You think you think people would? I don't know. Ninety percent of those guys are beyond cowards. Like they make cowards <laughs> like brave. So, I mean. You know, there are people like. But Brian Bendis stopped making public appearance at conventions a long time ago because right when he first got into being big and writing comic books, uh, he wrote a storyline called Avengers Disassembled that propelled Avengers. Yeah, I remember that being, one. Yeah, big, uh, it made them big at Marvel for the first time kind of ever. And it, uh, uh, brought it to a level, like comparing it to X-Men or, or Batman or whatever. We got, got them to be where the Avengers movie you know, is what it is. It, it leads the Marvel Universe, whereas before it was just kind of important in name only. But one of the first things that happened is he killed Hawkeye. And the way he did it just made no sense. It was so stupid. He strapped on a jetpack and flew into an alien spaceship screaming, not like this, and then exploded. <laughs> <laughs> it made... No sense. It made <laughs> Boba Fett's death look like the coolest death ever. <laughs> it, 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 it was so dumb. And then he ended up undoing it nice. pretty shortly afterward. 
but he got death threats and like, and people uh, like always those morons take it like way too far where they don't just say, I hate you. They don't just say, I want to kill you. They don't just say, I will kill you. They say stuff like I will kill your family. Like, like it's like, like it's like, right. whoa, 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 guys, there's cra- <laughs> like on the crazy scale. Like you're pushing, like the only thing left is actually doing something. <laughs> like, 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 you, you're way too far on the crazy scale. People like, just, just say, I hate you. That's enough. That's crazy enough since you don't actually know the guy. But, but, but like, uh, he's, you know, he took all those things very, very seriously. And, like, I don't know. I think he's made a few random panels, you know, since then after taking years where he made no appearances or whatever. And, like, no one has ever gotten actually attacked by these people. I said it millions of times before, probably a couple times on this show over the past three years, that I'm still shocked that no one's ever gotten like a attack with a broadsword at a comic con, <laughs> considering <laughs> all the prop weaponry around. But it hasn't happened. Like nerds are, are weak and nerdy and <laughs> scared of stuff. We're scared. We're scared of our own shadow. Like I can say that. Uh, as far as like actually being in danger, like I don't think that anyone would actually do anything to Ryan Johnson. Like. Uh, <laughs> what's his face? Rob Liefeld is pretty well hated in comics or Liefeld, but he, uh, the, I, I knew people who used to do basically photobomb him every year. Every year at a convention, a friend would come up to have him, have him sign something while another friend would be standing kind of like in the focus of the frame, like between the two of them, like, and doing something silly. Like, and, and I don't remember what it was. Like they weren't exposing themselves, but they were doing something to mock Rob Liefeld, and like this—that was the—that's the extent of willingness I found that this crowd is to actually confront these people. It's like I, I'm gonna—I'm gonna, I'm no gonna catch them with my inside joke <laughs> that they'll never know about. <laughs> I have no love for him anymore. Ever since he blocked me, Jared. I know he I, was I, not cool to you because he's not I, a very cool person. I would, def- I would defend him before, even with his horrible drawing. Because it was unique, and he's Rob Liefeld, and uh, you know he still had, whether you like his art or not, he still had an important uh, contribution to, to you know the comics industry. But nah, f that guy. Well, and like 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 I feel like the reason I disliked him most of all is not the you know because it, it predated uh, him not being cool to you, but it's I think it's related because it is the same kind of attitude. Like he ended up. Uh, you know, after after Deadpool became a huge hit, which is decades after he created him, like long having not having nothing to do with him creating him, having to do with the other people who developed the character a whole lot over the over the years. But uh, when like talking about it, he he compared the co-creator Fabian Nicieza to being a janitor who worked at Marvel. But he, he literally he literally said they might have well been he might as well have been the janitor who worked there at the time. And it's like, no. Nope. That's so rude and hateful and disrespectful and like and pompous. And it's like, yes, is our comic books a visual medium? Absolutely. But Phoebe Nicieza has worked on so many more issues of the character because he wrote all those issues of X Force long after, uh, what's his face? Long after Liefeld had left. And he wrote uh, the Cable and Deadpool ongoing series for a long time, a decade later. So, like, this, the the co-creator he said is irrelevant has actually developed the character more and it probably has more to do with his personality and his history that has been adapted for for film and other mediums that people are familiar with. So I would say so at this stupid. point, I would say at this point that Ryan Reynolds has more uh, to do with the popularity of uh, Deadpool than Rob Liefeld does. Oh, Hands I would, down. absolutely. I don't think any. I don't think anyone other than Rob Liefeld would would disagree. <laughs> right. May, maybe Ryan Reynolds publicly out of politeness. <laughs> maybe. Hey, so, so did any of us besides myself watch the latest episode of Resistance? Nope. <laughs> uh, I don't even ask Jared. Forget that. <laughs> uh, it yet. was. It wasn't bad. It was good. Was it? Yeah, I mean, on a resistance scale, <laughs> on a, on a like resistance you. scale which starts lower, sure. You don't sound like, very convincing. Yeah, your voice no, goes no. up like, like you're like, hey, it's great. Someone just asked you, like, <laughs> something awful was good. But it's like, I don't know, it's like your kid just asks you if their drawing that's really bad looks like the thing. You're like, yeah, it looks like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Good stuff there. Like the way you draw that, uh, that uh, spaghetti. Oh, it's not spaghetti? What is it? Oh, 
But no, I'm actually glad you pointed that out. Oh, now I see it. (laughs) I'm glad you pointed that out, though, because there was one thing I I meant to say and I almost forgot. You thought Um, it was spaghetti? (laughs) Well, no, no. no, As you know, last week I I did go into some stuff about resistance and and how I feel about it right now and all that. And I do just want to throw out there that most of what I'm saying is directed toward the creative writing uh, of how this show is going. I did not mean any of it toward anybody involved with like vocal production for the show. Oh sure, I think a lot yeah, of the voice, voice actors and, are and animation are great. Awesome. Right? No, seriously, seriously, like the animation and the voice acting are both great. Well, you weren't, um, you weren't even like saying the writing was bad. It's just that you're not like driven to it. It's, it's it, not, there's it, nothing it's pulling not, me back to it. It's like, not appointment television. It's not something that you have to watch every week. Well, yeah. you, you know, the thing, the thing is, is that I don't really know, honestly, what I was expecting for the show. Like, I initially thought it was going to s- sort of be like a Fast and the Furious type of deal where he's undercover with a group of, like, racers. He's trying to oh, do... Oh, he's, he's, a, he's Brian? Right. That's, that's kind of what I thought it was going to be. Like, like, he's undercover doing a mission while he happens to be surrounded by this group of, uh, of racers, on, you know, on this platform. And... That's what I kind of expected it to be because they really kind of. I would love that. I think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they they pushed the idea of in the advertisements. They pushed the racing uh, aspect of it. That there's this person. They fly this ship. There's this, you know, and each person has their own unique look, their own unique ship. I really thought it was going to be a racing show primarily. I did too. Background. And and I think go that way. And that that was even appealing. You know, to to me, even though like it's not my favorite kind of thing, like I don't know, that's something that is still well liked. I, I was just listening to something that was it wasn't like super recent. It was an older podcast. It was a comedy podcast, but somebody was bringing up Phantom Menace, and they're all guys who are like around your age, or maybe a little. Some some are a little older, some are a little younger than you, Mark. But around that that generation that saw the original trilogy in, in their formative formative years and can remember it well, like unlike me, who saw it. Right, it's out of the baby, you know. Uh, but remember seeing it in the theaters as kids, and so it's just a little bit older than me. And they, they were basically—they're not like huge fans, so they kind of—they're—they're they're like the very stereotypical guys, uh, Simon Pegg like guys who uh, who bashed the, the prequels. But even they were talking about being dis- profoundly disappointed by the Phantom Menace, you know. And one of them said like he cried on his thirtieth birthday, and it, and it, he thinks it was the beginning of the end of of a very long term relationship that he'd had <laughs> that ended uh, not long after that. But on his thirtieth birthday is the day that Phantom Menace came out, and he said he cried, and he says that he he thinks she saw true weakness inside of him. <laughs> 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 but but they were all saying how much they loved the pod race. Like it was like three guys that like didn't like the prequels very much, but they're like, but the pod race was really cool. Like like like, like, like we have to admit that was the best part of the Phantom Menace for them or whatever. And I don't know, man. It was it was awesome. I have fond memories of that and of the game that came along with it on the N sixty four. My brother and I like would rent an N sixty four from Blockbuster <laughs> to play that game. Oh yeah. Uh, so but didn't you kind of think we we're getting gonna get that with the resistance a little bit? I did, and honestly, you're saying that 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 it hasn't. That's what it I. That's not. This is why I haven't been driven to watch it. I think, and to go out, maybe either justify spending it with spending money on it, like a la carte off of iTunes or whatnot, or maybe going about it in less scrupulous means. The reason why I haven't been driven to do either of those things is because I can't even get a feel for what it's about. Like it doesn't seem like it's about yeah. the racing thing or the spy thing. But like, see, what is here- it about? And, and here, and here's the other thing that I'm thinking about as we're talking about it. They make a big deal in the very first or second episode to where he's he's very I can't u- believe I'm going to use this word, but braggadocio, right? To where he's saying he's the greatest racer ever, but he doesn't have a chance really much to prove it. Like I honestly thought you would get to see him, you know, that is his persona as a racer, as somebody who's flying this the ship that he's been putting together and he's modifying it, you know, more and more to where it's maybe he's not winning every race, but he's getting closer and closer to winning while that's, you know, the race is actually the B story, but you know, here's the A story to where he's trying to uncover, you know, whatever, but we're not getting any racing. We're not getting any flying, you know, of that, of that modified sort of X wing that he has. And in fact, we're not even getting much, 
with the they made a big deal about all these side characters and there's not a lot to him either. Even the Red Baron looking guy, he's not much in the show. No, and he it, looks cool. It, like, a, why, yeah, why isn't he in it? It's an odd show, and I hope as it gets closer to Force Awakens, it's going to you know have a have a, a serious purpose. But then again, that purpose takes that purpose will take it farther and farther away from what they sort of advertise the show at. Even the, even the title itself, Resistance, doesn't really. It doesn't really lend itself much to the show because because in this latest episode he just helps the one pirate girl get off the sh- get off the ship. The the that one girl I forget her name that uh, he knows is a pirate who's been masquerading. You know she's like kind of pinkish purple or whatever. I don't know Tim if you know who I'm talking about. Not really. Okay, so anyways, there's a girl that has been sort of uh, spying for the pirates. The pirates kept attacking the. The pirates would attack the facility. The First Order would drive them away. Then the First Order would come in and say, hey, look. Oh, yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, you need us. Well, she's on the base or whatever, the platform, the behemoth, the monolith, whatever it's called. And she's doing spying for the pirates. Well, all of a sudden, she realizes she has to get off because the, the First Order has now been invited to keep the peace. And they're looking for her because she knows that they were behind the whole setup. So he's helping her get off the base. And it's like this, none of this really makes sense, you know, as far as. You know, <laughs> none of this, this informs the overall plot that we thought we were going to get. Right. <laughs> or, or, or what does it have to do with resistance? What does right, it have right. to do? You know, he's helping, a, he's helping a bad person get off the base to stop her from getting hurt by other bad people. It's like, okay. So, so it just sort of feels like it, it the vibe I get overall, like this is not undoing that by any means. It feels like if anything, it's just reinforcing. Is it that it's it doesn't have a voice yet? Like really, it feels like it's right. a lot of disparate stuff. And I'm sure, like you say, I, I'm sure it's building to something. Because my biggest criticisms of someone like you know Filoni or whatever, or any of the people who are working on this and taking the 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 lead from him, like Athena Portillo or whatever Portillo, who uh, worked on both rebels and clone wars before that like I, I trust that they have some greater vision they they have enough experience just in the medium and the field like i think that they're building to something but until i hear someone say that they've got any idea of what that is it's going to be hard for me to like go out of my way to watch it does that make sense that makes perfect sense and and you know for me it's for you it's more difficult and for a lot of people i think it's more difficult because you know, would would the average person who's a Star Wars fan, but would the average person fork down, you know, two, three dollars like people were spending two, three dollars an episode for Rebels, right? Oh, yeah. I, I And I got that on iTunes, you know, when I, the last couple Did of years. I, yeah. So you were spending two or three dollars to see the latest episode every week. I would get the season pass, but the, oh, man, they messed okay, well, with you. What was it? I, I remember that. But what was the season pass cost? What, what did I that think, cost? I think one season they split it up into two parts, so it was like forty-two bucks or something. See, that's crazy. Because it was like twenty-one for each part, so it was like twenty-one for like twelve episodes or something, or eleven episodes. It wasn't yeah, much. That's crazy. Twenty-one. So you were spending twenty-one dollars to see a show. Would you spend ten dollars to watch this one? I mean, if if I thought it was good, probably yeah. But you don't. There's no one telling you that it's good. There's, or at least not that it's worth it, you know. Like, like you, you're the you're the most positive and consistent person about it. Yeah, but it it ranges basically from mediocre to not that great. And I still think it's absolutely worth a watch. And I still think the animation is amazing. And I still think that that everybody's doing you know a great job with the show. I just don't think the show necessarily has a focal point of where it's going yet. And it might. It it really might. But but right now it's just kind of it's taking its time in telling side stories that haven't quite meshed together yet. Well, I don't know. Is there even pre Disney play? Is there even a way for me to get like, they don't have like an HBO go or HBO now style setup for, for Disney XD. I don't think I don't have cable, so I don't think I could get like the whole channel. Yeah. I don't know. I Cause mean, if I could get the whole channel, like you used to, well, I, I, I uh, well, I think all the shows are, but like I was just thinking, like 
if there was some way to get the whole channel, I could maybe justify that because they have all this Marvel stuff that I'd be interested in checking out as well. Like, yeah, there's no way you'd have to. As far as I know, you have to get you have to have like a cable provider to to be able to get that stuff for free. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, like you should be able to get a package deal, like because. I don't know, man. They'd be able to get me, a guy who doesn't have kids, you know, to get Disney XD probably because I do want to watch, you know, this eventually. And I, I would watch the Marvel Rising uh, stuff, uh, Secret Warriors, and I would watch uh, probably their Spider-Man and, and Avengers cartoon and whatnot just, just to see it because I like animation. I like those characters, you know, like I've watched most of that stuff over the years. <laughs> like, I need, so. I, need, I need Clone Wars back. <laughs> Well, you're getting it, so that's I know. a good thing. In a while. Oh, speaking of all that stuff, Disney Play and Clone Wars coming back in a while, that's the one of the other only things I've read that's actual Star Wars-y kind of news lately was uh, it might have been Pedro Pascal. Someone from The Mandalorian was quoted as saying that the tone is more like the original trilogy than... It was Taika Waititi. Oh, it was him who said it. Interesting. It was him that said it. It's so interesting that the article I read, uh, the like headline and preview to, I didn't get a chance to read it before we started recording, but I mentioned like the show, like it described, uh, you know, Mandalorian starring Pedro Pascal, but didn't mention who said the quote. Uh. <laughs> it's like, I get wanting us to know what it's talking about or whatever, but it's like, come on, man. <laughs> it's weird. It's already making the rounds on the seedier side of the Star Wars fandom that this is Star Wars returning to form. Cor- course correction, they're making it like the OT again. Well, thank God. That means so, a, whole, a whole lot of C-3PO, right? That's what that means? Oh, please stop. So The Force Awakens was a problem because it was too much like the OT. And now they're correcting the course by making a TV show that's going to be like the OT. To be yeah, fair, no, who says happy. they might not all be the same people? Like, like, like different that. sections, you think yeah. you're saying? Yeah, well, I, I always hear that where it's like, hey, first people didn't like this, but then they didn't like that. It's like, I never liked that. <laughs> I was fine with this. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, yeah, I but like... So, no, I do know what you mean. I, I, I absolutely know what you mean. Because like the, the general, the, the naysayers... Uh, the loudest naysayers uh, for The Force Awakens, uh, aside from people who just didn't like it for whatever reason, but people who were like constantly bagging on it for like, yeah, they said it was re- rehashing. Oh, it was this? It was it was a new hope all over again. It was all the same. It was nothing new. And now, like you say, like now they're like, what? Everything's too different. Why isn't it the way it used to be? Not my Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. It's got to be. Uh. It's got to be something in between. <laughs> I I don't I desperately don't want it to be the exact same, but I also don't want it to be like res- to not resemble anything Star Wars. <laughs> I, I, I want it to just be I don't know Kramer versus Kramer in space. Although to be whoa, fair, whoa, to be fair, I'd probably watch that. Yeah, um, I'm just looking forward to hashtag not my Mandalorian. Ooh, good one. It, uh, um, I'm starting it right now. Not my fit. <laughs> well, yeah, Boba Fett wasn't a Mandalorian. Oh, was he? he just had the armor. Yeah. Or was he? We don't know. I don't know. We don't know. Django could have been. Yeah. True. So but is, Bo- uh, either way, Bobo well, wasn't really. Like, like, he wasn't raised by them. And their culture, historically, has been less about family ties and more about their the, the ways of the Mandalorian. So if, if you know, going by, the, by what we know about them, I guess he wouldn't be really a Mandalorian because he didn't live through it, didn't support Mandal- Mandalore. Hey, did they? Hold on, I'm trying to look something up. Did they say who Gina Carano or Carino is playing in uh, Mandalorian yet? No, I hope it's somebody cool like a bounty hunter. It's gonna be Sabine. No, it's not. <laughs> yep, take it to the bank. Mark it zero. is not. Is that Mar- Mark Zero? Drop. Mark Zero, Mike Drop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, no, it is out. not gonna be Sabine. <laughs> Doesn't even make okay. sense. She's got dark hair. Sabine's got dark hair to the what? Wait, what? Yes. She's way too old. It's not Sabine's supposed got to be a variety of colors for hair. Plus, it's supposed when, to be not long after Return of the Jedi, right? Take it to the bank. <laughs> I think she's way too she, old. 
She should be in her early twenties. I'm trying to see what nationality she is. So people the bank won't accept your statement, Mark. I think Gina Carano is like Italian American. I'm not sure though. Sounds Italian. Maybe not. It does. It, it does. It does. But that doesn't mean anything. Lots of stuff sounds stuffs. <laughs> Plus, people their their names get changed when they went to uh, Ellis Island and junk. Hard to tell by last names alone. Yes, it is. Hold on. <laughs> oh, this is this is a great way to well, close out this episode. <laughs> well, I was gonna say while Mark to be continued. <laughs> 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 you know what? You know what? Uh, Nick Nolte's playing uh, Sabine. Take it to the bank. <laughs> Mike drop. Mark zero. <laughs> He Jeez. did play. He did play both yeah. Absorbing Man and the Incredible Hulk's dad in in the. Oh, family. No, he he if if he look, he's a fantastic actor. He has the chops absolutely to play Sabine. Take I it agree. to the bank, Mark Zero. <laughs> Every time you say that, I like it more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? No, also, real quick. Okay, well, I was gonna say really weird aside, but what if it's uh, along the lines of Nick Nolte, but also not at all? What if it's Gary Busey? Surprise! <laughs> oh. I want Gary Busey. Is Gary Busey in Star Wars? I'm hoping. Take it to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> Take it to the bank. <laughs> I hope so, man. I uh, give me give me Star Wars with Nick Nolte, Gary Busey, and Nick Cage. And I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> I would see that so fast, like like just do Drive Angry, but with Star Wars, where it's yes. like this guy steals the Emperor's Corvette, and he somebody's got to oh, stop land, it. Land speed, land speed, angry. He is trying to get from one side of the Dune Sea to the next on a on a land speeder with the army of Tuscan Raiders after him. And it, but it is uh, Palpatine's like prize land speeder. So he's also got Palpatine's like what, like personal guard uh, after. Yeah, him or it's or well. no, or it's or it's Jabba's prize Ooh. land speeder, and he's got bounty hunters he sent after him. And he doesn't have a map to navigate the Dune Sea correctly, so he's gonna run into like wild packs of rankers and sarlaccs and angry. I don't know if they're angry, but angry banthas. Uh, oh yeah, and Steve Buscemi is his broken uh, astromech navigator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> does he have big eyes too? Oh yes, like yes. he has giant robot eyes. Like he basically like a tall, skinny version of Wally. Oh, uh, I'm, what I'm describing is uh, Tim's relative, uh, Johnny Five. <laughs> yep. Nah, yeah, Johnny Five. We just created it. Haven't seen him since Christmas. Land speed angry. I'm still stuck on Nick Cage being in Star Wars. Like I'm trying to picture him. Like Ooh, the Dan last, Trejo. Like, like the last line of the movie, he's like, "May the forest and then just smiles be with you." He didn't even have to finish the line. He just walked away. May the he forest. Takes out yeah. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just does a smile like the last, like, <laughs> and just turn around and walk away. <laughs> yeah, I can picture that. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna bring back a segment. It's really quick that we haven't done in a long time. I'm going to turn his force off. Force. <laughs> I'm going to go steal the force. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. He's uh, Benjamin, uh, Benjamin Franklin Gates. He's <laughs> national treasure in space. He's going to steal the force. Well, I say, or it's no. Rogue One. Rogue One, a Nick Cage story. He's like, I'm going to go steal the Death Star. No, he is on a transport with a ton of bounty hunters and criminals. And, and it's like Con Air, but it's it's on a spaceship, and we can even have John Malkovich in it. <laughs> I was just actually thinking of Con Air uh, when we were talking about all this stuff because of because I mentioned uh, Danny Trejo because I was thinking of movies with uh, w- w- with uh, Nick Cage and thinking of of of, uh, of uh, Trejo being Con Air and how he'd be awesome. And then I was thinking of how he's Johnny Twenty Three because he. I believe because he raped and killed 23 women. So it got me thinking, is that what all the droids are in Star Wars? Or is it their murder counts? Oh, that's pretty Think good. About it. <laughs> no, I was just going to say that again. Like, R2-D2 yeah. killed 22 people. <laughs> <laughs> C-3PO was like, I only killed three. 30. Oh. If you count the, the O as a zero, 30. That's right. Let me let me real quick get our, our segment in. It's called When We Check In With Blake and we see what his newest tweet is out of context. 
Haven't done that in some time. So here we go. Toe Jam and Earl love me. That has been checking in with Blake. Now, is that that they love him, or is he just saying Toe Jam and Earl and asking? <laughs> I, I don't ask questions. I just read the tweets. Okay, fair enough. I guess I ask the questions. Uh, <laughs> I like that. I like that segment. I'm glad you brought it back. I know it's been too long. Definitely edit that out. Yeah, so I, I think uh, considering that this was a random Monday, as it's still at the start of the year with barely any Star Wars to get to, I think we, you know, once again, we made our way through another episode, and whoever's still listening, we dragged you along. So yeah, when it when it comes to episodes of uh, podcasts that are tangentially related to Star Wars, this was one of them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like one one hundred percent, and I feel like that's ninety five percent of our episodes. Yeah. Uh, hey, but we got an identity, right? Yes. The most important thing is: Are you not entertained? Because if not, I don't want to know. Please don't tell me; that will hurt my feelings. But if you are, yeah, that's no. awesome. <laughs> don't ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> so. We had two. We had two solid Star Wars topics today. We had uh, Resistance, and we had the. Oh dang. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, no, no. We that they need to have more Star Wars comics and things like that available to young readers uh in places that young readers congregate. Yeah, a good intro yeah. to Star Wars. Yes. Uh and just more stuff like like resistance, I think, that like is trying to reach a, a, not not the same old audience that cares about that, that cares about the sentence like the OT. <laughs> like just like Star Wars, man. Like just be like Star Wars. There you go. All right, so um, I, I'll, uh, again, continue to let you guys know more when I get closer to getting this stuff figured out about what I might be having with me for celebration to give out to people. If you're interested, let me know. No, I'm um, working on helping you with that. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. Um, stuff, stuff Magazine. Bringing it back. <laughs> Podcast 287 presents Stuff. I feel like that's worth like its own RSS feed and everything now. <laughs> Like once a week, it's like a three-second podcast where we just name an item. <laughs> we just all talk about it. three million subscribers. Uh, all right. Anyway, thank you, Mark and Jared, for being on. And uh, I know it's always such a struggle to be here and, and try to stay, talk strictly about the Star Wars stuff, but you are able to pull through every week, and, and it just oh, means so much. It's the thank you very much. It's like a, a roughly like what like an hour and. 50 a week that I can only think about Star Wars, and that's all we talk or think about. And it's, yeah, you know, it's been for three years, and I love it. I know. Yeah, and, and every other day, hour of the week, you can't think about Star Wars because if you do, you get sidetracked here. So you limit You're wasting your Star, your Star Wars. Wars juice. Yeah, yeah. So you limit yourselves to to this recording hour. Star and I appreciate it. That's right. It's a limited supply. I just want you to know it goes appreciated, and, and I value the effort that you guys put into it. I value I, you too. I appreciate it, I, and like I just want to once again point out how honored I am to hang out with somebody from the underscore f- or, or or regular five <laughs> robot family, and commend you guys for only killing five humans. I appreciate <laughs> it. Yes. I hope. I hope. What if I changed my name? From, yeah. Oh no! Oh no! Trooper underscore five thousand. Oh no! What an ominous ending to the episode. <laughs> so enjoy celebration where Tim's going to be. <laughs> I feel I feel at this point that there's a decent chance the podcast will have ended 45 seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> There was a lot of enthusiasm in that. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a go too. All right. Jared, only if you do it too. But bye. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Enthusiasm. <laughs> like Mark had enthusiasm. There was gusto behind it. He meant that bye. Yeah, do it. Hurry. Yeah. I, I did. Bye. <laughs> I don't know what else. Don't know there's, what nothing worse, there's nothing worth it going. I had enthusiasm, okay? 
Did you not see it? Did you not hear my enthusiasm? I said bye. I'm not really right. sure how to have any more. I'm like, here, go, go, here we go. We are done with this episode. Bye. That was horrible. <laughs> no, I definitely. I bye. Like there you go. Yeah, it was slightly better. Usually, you sound a little bit like David Spade uh, from the bye uh, bye. Uh, bye bye uh, yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit like you have that positivity, but but uh, uh, okay. but right now it's, it feels more like you have the general. Well, uh, it, it's hard to give the enthusiasm and positivity at that at the same time. 